Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. As you know, in this month, the month of September, is the month of the realm of the Spirit. I've been sharing stuff concerning the realm of the Spirit. And today, I'm going to continue sharing um, things concerning the realm of the Spirit. I think uh, one of the biggest challenges that we have in the church is that we've got so much knowledge of the physical realm. So that that knowledge clouds out the knowledge that we ought to have about the realm of the spirit. There is no much attempt, no much effort uh, in terms of teaching about the realm of the spirit. So people lose, people miss because they have no knowledge at all about the realm of the spirit. So today I want to continue uh, sharing about the realm of the spirit. I introduced the topic uh, two Sundays ago and last Sunday I talked about portals. Okay, I talked about portals uh, concerning the realm of the spirit. How do you open a portal? Okay, the other Sunday I was talking about the entrance, the portal that uh, allows you to enter into the realm of the spirit. And today I want to share something very important concerning this realm of the spirit, uh, which is a law in that realm of the spirit. I think by now you understand that there are laws. Okay, there are laws in the natural realm, there are laws which govern the natural realm. The law of gravity is one of those laws which control the physical realm, that there's gravity here in the physical world. And then there's the law which states light travels in a straight line. It's a law which controls the natural realm. When something is around the corner, you cannot see it unless you've got mirrors to reflect light because light travels in a straight light. Are you hearing me? Light travels in a straight line. Uh So in other words, you have to be straight. Light must come from the object to your eyes for you to see the thing. But if something is around the corner, you cannot see it simply because light travels in a straight line. Unless you've got mirrors to bend the direction of the light to reflect it towards you so that you can see. You see the mirror, the mirror shows you where the object is. But otherwise, light travels in a straight line. It's a law in the natural realm. You cannot, you know, fight these laws, but you have to learn to work with the laws, or you need to learn to manipulate the laws so that they can work to your advantage. And today I want to introduce to one of the I want to introduce one of the laws that control the realm of the spirit. I talked about the law of love. Okay, that a new creation man has got a law. It's called the law of love. Very, very important law. Okay, the other law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It pertains to the new creation man. And today I want to talk about this law. Okay, the third law that I've already talked about is the law of faith. It's a law. It controls the new creation man. And now I want to talk about another law, uh, which probably um, I must have taught so, so many years ago. But today I feel it is the right time for me to share this law with you. Now you are thinking, what is the law uh, prophet? All right. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Uh, we're going to read him verses 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 
3. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. A very, very important law that I'm going to share with you today. All right, I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. All right. Now you're thinking, hey, where's this law now? <laughs> the Bible says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of rebaptisms and of laying on of hands and resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. All right. So as you can see there, the Bible says, therefore, laying aside or leaving behind the principles of the doctrine of Christ. All right. Doctrine of Christ. What are we talking about? When we talk about the doctrine of Christ, we're talking about key principles that govern, you know, the teaching about Jesus Christ. You cannot say you know Jesus until you understand these principles. As a child of God, you must understand these principles and mature in these principles. Very, very important. So the Bible says, therefore, leaving behind the principles of the doctrine of Christ. So as a child who has just been born again, there are things that you ought to be aware. There are things that you ought to learn. There are things that you ought to understand. There are things that you ought to master. And once you have mastered those things, then we can move on to other things. Now, what are these things? Now, the things that you ought to master as a child of God, the Bible tells you what they are. I don't know whether you're hearing me. We're hearing. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. All right. What are they? Number one, the Bible says, <laughs> repentance. Someone say repentance. Repentance. Are you following me? Oh, yes. Well, I've lost you somewhere. No, we're here. So, number one is called what? Repentance. Repentance from dead works. Okay? Principle number one, it's a principle of repentance from dead works. Principle number two, of faith toward God. Principle number two is faith toward God. Principle number three, baptisms. Someone said baptisms. Baptisms. One more time, say baptisms. Baptisms. Number four, laying on of hands. <laughs> Say laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. Number five. Resurrection of the dead. Are we together so far? Yes. And number six is what? Eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. So the Bible calls this the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. So if you're going to understand Jesus Christ, you need to understand him according to these six different teachings. The Bible calls them principles. The doctrine of Christ is built by these six principles. Number one, okay, repentance from dead works. Number two, faith toward God. Number three, 
baptisms. Number four, laying on of hands. Number five, resurrection of the dead. Number six, eternal judgment. As a child of God, you need to master these six principles. If you're going to understand Jesus Christ, you must master these six principles. If you don't, you have your understanding of Jesus Christ is questionable. If you don't, you do not have a firm foundation in terms of your understanding of who Jesus Christ is. So, there is a law in the realm of the spirit which I want to spend more time today to explain to you. And it is called the law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. Contact. Alright? The same contact you know. The law of contact. Now, when you look at these six principles, there's principle number four. It is called laying on of hands. Someone laying, say laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. One more time, say laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. Now, for us, we are born, we go to church, we grow up in church, and all we know is, ah, I went to church, the pastor laid his hand on me, or we saw people laying hands on each other. We do not understand that it's actually a principle of the doctrine of Christ. And today I'm telling you that this is beyond a principle. It is a law in the realm of the spirit. It's called the law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. Now, the law of contact is a very important contact. It's a very important law in the, in, the, in the realm of the spirit. Okay? Very, very important law. Why? Because in that realm of the spirit, remember where we're coming from. We talked about a portal. We talked about an offering or a sacrifice that opens up a portal. You talked about something very important. I said, you see, um, a portal can be associated with a place or a portal can be associated with what? With a man of God, all right? A prophet is a portal, is an entrance, it carries open heaven. So there is a law which is attached to you as a person. The moment you make contact, the moment you make contact, I don't know whether you are hearing oh, me. We're hearing. The moment you make what? Contact with a, a portal. Aha, uh -huh. the moment you make contact with a portal, there is a spiritual transaction that takes place between you and that contact. I don't know whether you heard me. Yes, we There's hearing. a spiritual transaction that takes place between you and that man of God who is the portal. It is called the law of contact. Are you hearing me? We're hearing. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, this law of contact does not only work in the positive, it also works in the negative. <laughs> it also works in the negative. In other words, as a child of God, if you lay your hand on a wrong person, you can take things from there to you. Things can be transferred from there to you. So the Bible says, hey, be careful about laying hands on people. Hey, 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 I don't know whether you're hearing me. We're hearing. Go deeper. You are too quiet. Are you here? We're here. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Go deeper. Maderi yadosta has the village kelemendo. Ripasita kase itahasa. I don't know whether you are here. We're here, Papa. You are following? We're following. Or I've lost your head. No, we're here. The point of contact. <laughs> All right. Give me First Timothy chapter five. First Timothy chapter five, verse number twenty-one and twenty-two. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 21 and verse 22. I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one another 
one before another, doing nothing by partiality. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. I want us to read that verse one more time. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins, keep thyself pure. I want you to notice, lay hands suddenly on what? On no man. Neither be what? Partaker of other men's what? Sins. Keep thyself pure. Oh my goodness. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. So when we talk about the law of contact, we're talking about a law by which we transfer things from one to another. Okay? From one to another. It's a very important law. It's called the law of contact. Now in this context, the apostle Paul is teaching Timothy's young man, his son in the Lord. He says, young man, my son Timothy, don't just lay hands suddenly on people without understanding where they're coming from, without understanding what kind of life they're living. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Why? Because if there are people who are living in sin, you may end up being a partaker of their sin. Sin may jump from them to you. Condemnation may jump from them to you. You may become a sharer of what this person is going through by the law of contact. I don't know whether you heard what I'm saying. Oh, yes. The law of contact is not only in the positive, it also works in the negative. So if the person you're laying your hands on has got issues, those issues, if you don't have enough anointing in you to break them, if you don't have anointing in you to handle them and deal with them, what will happen is the things will move from there to you because it is a law. Called the law of what? The law of Contact. You made contact. So the apostle Paul tells Timothy, don't lay hands, don't ordain people. Don't put your hands on people that you don't understand. Anyway, why do we need even to put hands on people anyway in the first place? It's because there's a law. A law of what? A law of contact. Mm. My goodness, we are not even hearing what I'm saying. All we're hearing. It's a what? It's law. a law. A law of what? Contact. A law of contact. Someone say, I'm following prophet. I'm following prophet. Are you following? Yes. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mendosia ateza van terebe konde ribadesh karamando. Ripates atavahaza des karamando. Rekesete shete kis karamai. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Someone oh, yes. said amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Are you following? Yes, we're following. All right. So, when we talk about the law of contact, God used this law even from the Old Testament. Okay? In the Old Testament, we find this law at work because it's a law of transfer. The law of contact is a law of what? Transfer. We find it at work even in the Old Testament. Now, let me show you this law at work. When you go to the book, Masuda Doshkara Mahasa, are you here? We're here. The book of Leviticus chapter 4. 
Leviticus chapter 4 verses 1 to verse number <laughs> I receive Jesus at home read the whole Leviticus chapter 4 okay but now because of time we're going to read you verse 1 to verse number 15 just because of time okay but at home read the whole chapter Leviticus chapter 4 you're going to learn a lot of important things from that chapter there are a lot of important things from that chapter. Leviticus chapter 4 verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, Speak unto the children of Israel saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and shall do against any of them. If the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring of his sin which hath sinned a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord and shall lay his hand. Ah, you didn't see that one. Shall what? Shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head and kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the... I don't know whether you're noticing the anointed, anointed, anointed. Are you following? Yes. The priest that is what? Anointed. Someone say anointed. Anointed. Aha. Uh -huh, shall take of the bullock's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle the blood seven times before the Lord before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord which is in the tabernacle of the congregation and shall pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and he shall take off uh, from it all the fat of the bullock from the sin offering the fat that covereth the inwards and all the fat that is upon the inwards and the two kidneys and the fat that is upon them which is by the franks and the core above the liver uh, with the kidneys it shall it shall he take away and uh, as it was taken as it was taken off from the bullock of the sacrifice of peace offerings and the priest shall bend them upon the altar of the burnt offering and the skinny of the bullock and all his flesh which his uh, with his head and with his legs and his inwards and his and his tongue even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out and burn him on the wood with fire where the ashes are poured out shall he burn uh, shall he be burned verse 13 and if aha uh -huh, now watch this and if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, they, uh, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which should not be done and are guilty. What shall happen? When the sin which they have sinned against it, okay, is known, then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin and bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation. What shall they do? Verse number 15. I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. What shall they do? And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord, and the bullock shall be killed before the Lord. All right. So we see the elders of the congregation representing all the people, representing all the children of Israel, laying their hands on the head of the bullock. 
Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. We saw in that example where a priest who is anointed has committed a sin. Okay, according to the sin of people. So he also comes up with a young bullock and the Bible says he has to lay his hands on the head of the bullock. Are you hearing me? Yes. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. So in other words, in God's point of view, this is the realm of the spirit. What happens? Because of that contact, sin is being transferred from the priest to the animal which is going to be killed. The same law of the law of contact. Sin is being transferred from all the congregation and is being transferred to the animal which is going to be killed. And the animal is killed and is offered as a sacrifice. What happens? The priest goes home forgiven and clean. The congregation goes home forgiven and clean. The sin is no longer there. Why? Because of the law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. Are you following me so yes, far? Yes, yes, powerful. So it is a law which is working in the Bible today. It is a law which is working in the realm of the spirit today. That's why, you know, you can go anywhere for prayer. People can pray for you. You can make contact with any man of God. They're going to pray for you. But if that man of God does not have the anointing upon their life, they will pray for you and lay hands on you until all your hair goes. You, you understand what I'm saying? No. Until you lose all your hair. Uh-huh, you become bored. Nothing changing in your life. Why? Because the person who is laying hands on you does not have the anointing. But when you meet the anointed man of God, by the law of contact, when that person makes contact with you, are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. You're going to see a turnaround in your life. Why? Because there's a law called the law of what? Of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. So we don't lay hands on people simply because it's fashionable. We don't lay hands on people simply because we have to lay hands on people. No, I lay hands on people because I understand what the realm of the speed is all about. There is a law in the speed called the law of contact. When contact has been made, oh my goodness, when contact has taken place, there is a change that comes your way. Say yes. Yes. So you have to be very careful who is laying hands on you. I know nowadays we are online, we are watching every preacher, we are watching every man of God, and we are sharing with each other. We have no idea what we are sharing with each other. We have no idea where that man of God is coming from, where he is going. Oh, I just love him. Hey, can we watch him? Hey, you are partaking of things in, because you are making a spiritual contact. Are you hearing me? That's why some of us, we know who, who, who we watch. I watch my spiritual father. I'm listening to my spiritual father. I watch my spiritual father. I listen to my spiritual dad. This one is jumping very high. That my dad is jumping this high. Preaching, jumping this high. Yeah, I say, yeah, I see you are jumping very high. But no, I'm not making contact with you. I don't know the world in which you are. I don't know the world where you are going. I don't know where you're coming from. But I know my spiritual father where he's coming from and the world in which is. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Yes. It is called the law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. So you have to be very, very careful. Which people you are making contact? You are making contact with their spirits. You are making contact with their world. You are making contact with their anointing. So you find that one day you make one step forward, and then another you make two big steps backwards, and then you wonder why? Why am I going forward and going backward? Why? Why am I going forward and then backward? Why am I like a yo-yo? <laughs> yeah, there's a law of contact. <laughs> hey! Yes. Say, I disconnect. I disconnect. From every wrong contact. From every wrong contact. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. One more time. Say the law of contact. The law of contact. Are you hearing me? Yes. Is it making sense? It's making sense, prophet. Is it in the Bible? Yes, it is. 
It's one of the elements, one of the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Imagine, one of the key fundamental principles when it comes to the doctrine of Christ. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. Can I continue? Yes. Continue, prophet. Thank you, Jesus. Give me Matthew, Ma, oh no, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Verse 21. Um, we're going to read all the way. To verse 34. Mark 5, 21 to 34. So I'll never be the same again. I'll never be the same again. All right. I want us to together that story. One, two, three, go. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she may live, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. <laughs> I don't know whether you saw what the Bible is saying there. The law of contact. Yes, the law of contact. You see... Oh, you know, it's the story. Oh, no, Jesus was going to heal Jairus' daughter. And then the woman came, touched the hem of his garment, and the woman was healed. What you don't know is the, the revelation that the woman had. The woman had a revelation of the law of contact. She said in her mind, there is a law called the law of contact. Whenever you make contact, uh, I don't know whether you're hearing me. We're hearing. Whenever you make contact, there's a transfer of power. Okay, it's either negative power or positive power. There's a transfer of power whenever you make contact. I don't know whether you're hearing what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, so this woman, she said in her heart, if only I can touch the home of his garment, I shall be healed. So in other words, why she said, if only I can make contact with Jesus, 
I shall be healed. There shall be a transfer power from Jesus to me. I don't need his permission. I don't need his attention. I don't need him to lay hands on me. Uh -uh. Yes, those things can happen. But in this context, because I'm not able to achieve all those things, all I need to do is to achieve something. I just need to touch, make contact. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. And then the Bible says she came in the place. Now, here's the difference. People with revelation and people without revelation. <laughs> hey, the disciples were thronging. In other words, they were making contact with Jesus. They were pushing around him. They were making contact with him, with their bodies as they were walking. But they had no revelation of the law of contact. But here comes a woman with a revelation. She has got a revelation of the law of contact. She knew what she was doing. She knew what was going to happen when that contact has been made. And the Bible says she came on the praise. And after pressing through, she came to a place where she was able to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Bah! And what happened? Boom! Power moved from Jesus into her. Without Jesus' without Jesus' participation, without his knowledge, without his attention. The only thing he knew was power left him. Went into this woman. Now Jesus stopped. Said, who touched me? In other words, who made contact? Now, 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 our guru brother. Do you know him? What's his name? Huh? And his disciples. I know who are the disciples. I know Peter. He was very good at talking. <laughs> Peter, I think he was one of them. The disciples said, Master, can't you see the martyr thronging you? And you're asking who touched me. Don't you think it's 12 years? Can't you see them thronging? He says, no, 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 no. There's a difference between thronging and touching. Touching is the law of contact. Thronging is making contact in ignorance. Oh my goodness. Thronging is when people are making contact out of ignorance. But touching is when you make contact with the revelation. Say, I received that one, my prophet. I received that one, my prophet. It is called the law of contact. So the woman had a revelation. She knew what she was doing. If only I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. The Matthew had no revelation. Me, I just want to walk close to Jesus. So they came, started walking close to Jesus and brushing their shoulders against him, brushing their, their clothes against his clothes. Nothing taking place. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing taking place. But someone with a revelation, if only I touch the hem of his garment. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. What happened when she touched the hem of his garment. Power. Someone say power. Power. What happened? Power. Someone say power. Power. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Masse terebekes karamando. Ribodustafan terebekes shekeriando. Yes. I receive. Mm, 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 mm. Should I go deeper? Go deeper, prophet. This is good. Are you learning something? Oh, yes, we're, we're learning a whole lot. You see, let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke. Verse eight, uh, Luke chapter 8, verses 43 
to verse 48. Luke chapter 8, verses 43 to verse number 48. Oh, I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood was stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? And when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? Didn't I tell that Peter was one of them? <laughs> Didn't I say Peter was one of them? Then some of you are thinking, um, <clears throat> prophet, how do you know that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I said it. I said Peter was one of them. <laughs> Peter, ah, this man. Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee. And he says to thou, who touched me? It's like, it's like, are you crazy or what? Master, is everything okay up there? Can't you see everyone here pushing around you? And then you're saying, who touched me? What's the issue? All right, let's look at what happened. Next. And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Aha, someone hath touched me. How do I know? I know that someone has touched me because I perceive. Perceive, it's a spiritual term to mean I picked up in the spirit. That power has transferred. Power has shifted. There's been a transfer of power from me to that one person that touched me. Who is it? I want to know. Who is it? I perceive that virtue, power... The Bible says virtue, its power has gone out of me. You see, when you make contact and you have got revelation of, that, of this principle of contact, laying on of hands, there is a transfer of power. You know, when I'm laying hands on you, ah, no, the prophet laid hands on me, and then you go home, you just eat your potato, you eat your, your chips, you eat, you eat your meat, you eat your rice, you eat your... And then that's it. I... Do you know what happened when the prophet laid hands on you? Do you understand what happened in the realm of the spirit? Said there was a point of contact. Hey, are you hearing me? Yes. It's not just laying hands and then, ah, amen, amen. No, it's a point of contact. There's a law in the spirit called the law of contact. Unless you understand the revelation, you're going to miss it. Ah, no, the prophet laid hands on me and nothing changed. Oh, no. You didn't change yourself. Don't talk about the prophet. You didn't change. Why is it that the same hand laid next, your neighbor next person, laid hands on them, their story changed? Why not yours? <laughs> Someone say revelation. Revelation. So now I'm giving you revelation. So when you come to church, you may be in Port Mosby there. You are there. Are you hearing me? You do know what is happening in the spirit? You have come to a place of contact. Oh my goodness. Are they hearing what I'm saying in Port Mosby or? Yes, Papa. We hear you. We hear you. We hear you, Papa. You are hearing me? 
Yes, yes, Papa. We hear you, you. You have come to a place of making contact. Now, as I'm teaching, you are making contact with my spirit right now. The anointing in my yes. life is beginning to work there because you are making contact. That's yes. why your stories will never remain the same. That's why your stories yes. will change. Am I talking to somebody right here? Yes, yes Papa. We receive. Someone say power. Receive. Power. All right, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Jesus said, someone touched me. Somebody had touched me, for I perceive a virtue has gone out of me. Someone has touched me. Should I continue? Continue. Or we should stop now? No, continue, prophet. Luke chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. Luke 6, 17 to 19. Luke chapter 6, verses 17 to 19. All right, I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him, and he healed them. The whole, the whole what? Multitude sought to make contact. Ah, you are not hearing me. Oh, yes. And what happened when they made contact? There went what? Virtue, power out of him, and healed them all. Now, here we find another example where Jesus is not laying hands on people, but people are making contact with him. So people came and said, no, 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 no. We don't want him to lay hands on us. He should just stand there. That's it. We will just be coming and touch him. So they made a cue. I don't know whether you're hearing me. They made a line. They made a cue. And all they were doing was come, touch him, move, healed, touch, healed, touch, healed, touch, healed. Why? They were making contact. Because whenever you make contact, there's a transfer of power from where the power is into your life. Am I talking to someone right yes. here? Yes. The law of contact is a very important law in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> hey! My God, my God, my God. My God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Can I continue? Continue. Numbers chapter 21, verse 8 to 9. The back story is um, the people have seen God sent fiery serpents to bite them. So serpents are biting them and they are dying, they are dying, they are dying. And then God gives Moses a solution. He says, do something. Numbers 21, verses 8 to 9. Watch the law of contact. Numbers 21, verse 8 to 9. The law of contact at work. Okay, I'll read for you here. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass. Uh-huh. Let's continue reading from there. And what? Uh-huh. And... And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, 
and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses, and Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Ah, you are not hearing me. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. Uh -huh. And the Lord said to Moses, Make thee a fiery what? serpent, and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is beaten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had beaten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. So how was this contact made? We saw in the story of the woman, contact was made by what? Touching. We saw the story of the matured contact was made by what? Touching. Now we find another dimension of contact. By looking. Someone say looking. Looking. Someone say looking. Looking. You see, also by just looking. You can make contact with power. Oh, my goodness. That's why when I'm delivering people, some, some, some think you've watched me when I'm delivering people. I just look at them. I don't say anything. I don't stretch my hand. I just look. Look. Because I know by looking, looking is a point of contact. <laughs> receive your breakthrough today. I receive. As you are looking at me, as you are seeing me right now, Receive your miracle in the name of Jesus. I receive. I said receive your breath in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive. Yeah. Someone say yeah. Yeah. Should I go, should I go deeper? Go deeper. All right. Give me first Kings. No, sorry. Second Kings chapter 13. Second Kings chapter 13. Verse 21. Oh, yes. Go deeper, prophet. Second Kings chapter 13, verse 21. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. It's a law. It's a law. It has to work always. Otherwise, it's no longer a law. Watch this. One, two, three, go. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that, behold, they spied a band of men, and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. No, no, no. This is too much. This is too much. The children of Israel have gone to the grave to bury a young man. All right? Now, as they are busy burying the young man, they see an army of enemies. The Syrians are coming. They spy a band of Syrians coming. So, hey, the enemy is coming. Let's run. So, they just took this dead body, threw it into the grave of Elisha. As soon as this young man, young man's dead body made contact with the bones of Elisha, <laughs> the Bible says he came back to life. The law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. He just made contact with the dead bones of Elisha. A dead man making contact with the dead bones of Elisha. The two of them, the moment they made contact, pam! A miracle took place. A miracle took place. The young man came back to life. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. I don't know whether you're hearing Yes, me. powerful, powerful. Kazuta Poradis. 
I connect. Ha! My God, my God, my God. Should I give you more verses or you're tired? No, we're not tired yet. We're not tired, Papa. Give us more. You see, I've already told about the woman on the issue of blood, right? Yes. You can read it again in Matthew 9, 20, 21. Matthew chapter 9, 20, 21. But do not read that one because of time. Let's go to Matthew 14, verse 36. Let's start from 34 to 36. Matthew 14, 34 to 36. All right, let's read together. One, two, three, go. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. As many as what? Touched were made perfectly whole. In other words, as many as made contact by the law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. Your eyes are now popping open. I'm telling you. You are now understanding what's happening in the realm of the spirit. You see, the realm of the spirit is a place. It has got its own laws. It has got its own principles. You need to understand those principles of the realm of the spirit for you to operate in that realm effectively. Because sometimes if you, you just do things for the sake of doing things, you think it's tradition to lay hands on people. You go home with tradition. You think, oh, it has to be. We go home without a miracle. But now, as I'm teaching these things, your eyes are opening in the realm of the spirit. You are beginning to understand that, oh, okay, there is a law called the law of what? The law of contact. When this law is operational, when this law is working, things begin to change. Things begin to happen because by the law of contact, there's a transfer of virtue. There's a transfer of power. And Jesus used this law throughout his ministry because today when you begin to talk to people, ah, you know, Jesus was using the law of contact. They'll say, ah, no, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, I'm showing you from scriptures that people said, no, 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 master, don't you put your hands on. So Jesus didn't just lay hands on sick people. No, he also used the law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. I don't know whether you're hearing me. We're hearing. Or I've lost you somewhere. No, we're hearing. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. <laughs> Are you ready to make contact today? Oh, yes. Are you ready to receive your oh, miracle? Oh, yes. Because some of you come to church, oh, no, the prophet didn't prophesy to me, nothing changed. Ah! Did you look at him? Did you see him? How can you say nothing changed? Did you see him? Hey, I saw him. So, ah, nothing changed. No, it's you. You have no revelation. But now, just seeing me right now as you are looking at me right now. Begin to receive your miracle. 
Receive your breath run in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive. Say by the law of contact. By the law of contact. I receive. I receive. My miracle. My miracle. Right now. Right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Name I want us to go to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Verse 7 to... <laughs> Can I continue as you stop? Uh, continue. Continue, Se- Papa. 7 to 12. Port Mosby. Are you learning something in Port Mosby? You are getting it? <laughs> you will never be the same again. <laughs> Receive. I am telling you. Your life is changing today in the name of Jesus. Receive. Receive. Powerful. 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 It is well. It is well. All right. Mark chapter 3, verse 7 to 12. I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. But Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him and from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Edumea, and from beyond Jordan, and they about Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, and they had heard what great things he did, came unto him. And he spake to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. For he had healed many, insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had plagues. And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And he straightly charged them that they should not make him known. Someone said, Amen. Amen. Two important things are taking place. Number one, he healed so many people, but there was still so much need for healing. So they had to change the method. Instead of Jesus touching them, they said, no, 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 let's begin to touch you. So the Bible says, many began to touch him, and they were healed. Now, when people saw that, ah, oh, by touching we are getting healed, there was a push, there was a thronging. Everyone wanted to touch him, everyone wanted to have a piece of him. So he said, no, can you prepare a boat? So he ended, up, he ended up on a boat somewhere further away from the crowd. But then there's another dimension which I mentioned, which is to see. Someone says, see. See. The Bible says in verse number 11, and unclean spirits when they saw him, unclean spirits when they saw him, they began to manifest and people were being delivered. Now, in the other example, God told Moses, put a, put a serpent on a tree. Are you hearing me? On a pole. Yes. And when anyone has been beaten by a serpent, and when they look on the brass serpent, the Bible says, everyone who looked they received their healing. Anyone who lift up their eyes to see, they received their breakthrough. Anyone who opened their eyes to see, they received their miracle. Anybody who went there and to see, they received their change. Am I talking to somebody right here? Oh, yes. So you need to begin to understand the realm of the spirit. It's not limited the way we limit things ourselves. The realm of the spirit is not like this physical realm, like this natural realm. No! There are some things you need to begin to understand in the realm of the spirit. And when you understand them, you're going to see the power of God manifesting in your life. Why? Because you've got a revelation of the realm of the spirit. Someone say, yes. Yes. Ah. Do you want me to go any deeper than this? Go deeper. 
Are you sure? Oh, yes. Or we can close the service. No, I think there's about three prophetic minutes to go, Papa. <laughs> three prophetic minutes. My son is becoming very prophetic now. Power. Someone say power. Power. <laughs> can I go another dimension? Oh, yes. Go, go to another dimension. Take <laughs> us there, prophet. My God, my God, my God. Someone said the law of contact. <laughs> He's getting drunk, you know, my son. La sota shata masete keskeremendo. My son is getting drunk here now. Ay, ay, The law of contact. The law of contact. <laughs> Are you looking at me right now? Can, can you see me? Can you see me right now? You in Zoom. Can you see me? You in Port Mosby, can you see me? With your two eyes, can you see me? Receive your miracle in the name of Jesus. Receive your breath in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak changing life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatsoever you are looking for, take it in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Say yes. Power. Let me show you this. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. <laughs> Mark chapter 6, verse 53 to 56. And then I'll give you a few more examples and then we are done. I want you to see. And when they had passed over, they came unto the land of Gennesaret. Okay, Gennesaret. And it drew to the shore. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when they were come out of the ship, straight away, they knew him. So Jesus just landed there. Hey! It's him. What did they do? And they ran through that whole region roundabout and began to carry about in beds those that were sick. Where they heard he was. So it was a stampede. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. Say the law of contact. The law of contact. My goodness. Today your life is changing. Oh, yes. Mark chapter 8. Let me show you this one as well because of time. Mark chapter 8. Verses 22 to 26. Mark chapter 8 verse 22 to 26. I want us three together. One, two, three, go. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him.
<laughs> I've lost my son to the anointing. <laughs> I release more grace upon your son in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, mighty name. Power. 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 All right, let me read. And he came up to Beth. Where, where are we? Where are you? I think I've gone ahead of you. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit, spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell it to any in the town. Someone said the law of contact. Say power. All right. Let's, let's go one level higher. Can we go one level higher? Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. I want us to read him. Verse 12 to 16. Acts 5, 12 to 16. Watch this. You able to read? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. Now, Peter takes the game to the next level. What did he do? They put sick people on the streets against his shadow. So if it was late in the afternoon, the sun was in the western side, they put sick people on the eastern side of the road. Are you getting me? They laid them in couches on the eastern side, and the Peter was just walking, and his shadow cast on the sick people. The Bible says, every one of them on whom they touched, the shadow came. Every one of them became healed. People 
God delivered. Why? Because it's a law of contact. Someone said the law of contact. Law of contact. The shadow also carried the power of God. Am I talking to somebody right here? Yes. You see, people have got funny ideas about the realm of the spirit. Oh, no. Oh, no. You can't use anointing oil. Hey, you can't use this. Hey. They think God is their uncle and they can tell him what to do and what not to do. They think God is their cousin. No, it's a realm of the spirit. It has got its own spiritual laws. It has got its own spiritual principles. There's a principle called the law of contact. As soon as you make contact, it doesn't matter how you made the contact. I've shown you whether the contact, the person laid hands on you, it will happen. Or you touch the person, it will happen. Or you look, it will happen. Now we've gone to another dimension, the shadow now. They're just the shadow of a holy man. The shadow of Peter touching sick people. Sick people got healed. Demons were running. Whether it's a dead man touching the bones of Elisha, the young man came back to life. Someone said the law of contact. The law of contact. Hey! My goodness. Power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we continue? Oh, yes. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. I'm looking at the time because today I told myself I'm not going to sleep in this, in this building. I have to finish very quickly and go to my house. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. I have to go to my house and sit in my beach chair. My sons have just blessed me with a beach chair. So I just want to go home, put it nice on the veranda, just sit in my beach chair. Yes, imagine I'm on the beach in Bondi. <laughs> Thank you so much, my sons. That's a powerful, powerful Father's Day gift. Thank you so much. All right, where are we? Acts chapter 19. Are you getting something? We are getting loaded, Papa. Praise the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 19. We're going to read uh, because of time. Verse 11 and 12. And then I'll show you one more last one and then we're done. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. And God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons, and the disease departed from them. Sorry, the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. One more time. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. This is amazing. What is happening? What is happening? Paul, Paul, okay, he did special miracles. Uh, the Bible says God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Okay, one level, good. But then there's another dimension where now people figured out, you know, there's something about the law of contact. This handkerchief, this hanky, this you no know, handkerchief, the moment the prophet touches it, they will have touched that one. Wherever it goes, because it made contact with me, 
it begins to function by the law of contact. Whatsoever it comes in touch with, that thing gets infected by the power of God. That thing gets affected by the anointing which is upon my life. Are you hearing me, somebody? So the oil that you have in your hand, if I prayed for that oil, if that oil passed through my hand, if that oil passed through my house, if that oil passed through my prayer room, that oil carries the anointing of God. That oil carries the power of God. So wherever it goes, whether there's a sickness, a disease, or infirmity, or a demon, whatever it is, when that oil comes in contact with the sick, the sick get healed. Now, people are so funny the way they think, oh no, nowadays we don't need anointing oil. Anointing oil is on the Old Testament. What are you talking about? Which realm of the spirit? There is a law called the law of contact. It worked in the Old Testament. It is still working today. By that law, wherever you are, if you are carrying anything that I touched, you are carrying the anointing oil that I prayed for, receive your miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Someone say power. Power. Uh huh. This one will dis- I will hide it so it doesn't disappear. Yes, I can see some of you are thinking, how do I get to that pulpit and take that cloth? <laughs> I sent anointing oil to Port Mosby. Do you have it? Do you have the oil that I sent to Port Mosby? Yes, Papa, we have it. You have it? Is it right there? No, no Papa. You left it at home? Papa, I left it at home. Yeah, that one, the first thing that goes into the handbag is the prophet's oil. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, you bring it on Sunday. Okay, Papa. Someone say power. 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 So the Bible says, people figure out by the law of contact, if they take a handkerchief, touch any part of the body of Paul, and wherever they took those handkerchiefs, the sick got healed. Demons scattered. Say, I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. Can I give you the last verse? Oh, yes. You'll be shocked where the, 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 the verse is coming from. Now, okay. Let's go back to Numbers 21, verse 8 and 9. Let's start from there. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it on a pole, and it came to pass, that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. I want us to read together one more time. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. 
Let's go to John chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. John 3, 14 to 17. One, two, three, go. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You didn't hear that. Did you hear it? Did you see it? Jesus says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. The one that I've read for you, Numbers chapter 21, verse 8 and 9. That one. Okay, that event. That one right there. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth on him, whosoever what? Believeth on him. What should happen? Huh? Should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. So an act of believing is an act of making contact. Oh, you are not hearing me. Oh boy, are you following me? Oh, yes. The act of believing is an act of making contact because there's a law of contact. When you believe, you make contact. When you believe, you make contact with the power of God. The moment you've believed, the power begins to flow from there into your life. I'm not talking to somebody yes. right here. You see, you see, you need to understand this thing. When you believe, you have made contact with the power of God. Oh my goodness. The woman is said, what did the woman say? If only I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. And when she did it, she was healed. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, woman, your faith has made the whole. Ah, no, you didn't see that one. Let me show you. For you to understand that believing is a law of contact. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. You will never be the same again. I receive. I said you will never be the same again. I receive that one, my prophet. Watch this. Watch this. Mark, let's use Mark chapter 5, verse 25, all the way to 34. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 all the way to verse number 34. All right, let's see together. One, two, three, go. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. 
And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to, to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of the plague. Can you see now the law of contact at work? Faith is a law of contact. Believing is a law of contact. <laughs> hey! Jesus said it. Daughter, your faith has made thee whole. Because faith is a law of contact. The moment you believe, there is contact with the power of God. Power begins to flow from the source coming into your life. Am I talking to somebody right here? Yes. I've crossed my Bible. I rest my case. I think I've argued. I've, I rest my case. No one should say, ah, no, 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 the prophet didn't give us verses. No, nah, no, the prophet just, ah, uh ah, -uh. I've argued my case, I've closed my case. I want us to pray now. Because this is now a time for your breakthrough. This is now a time for your miracle. This is now a time for your turnaround. You are looking at me right now. You are looking at me. Whether you are looking at me through your phone, through your iPad, through your laptop, through your TV. You are looking at me through Zoom, whatever platform you are using. It's irrelevant. All we know is there is a law in the realm of the spirit called the law of contact. You can get what you are looking for by looking. You can get it by touching me, touching you. You can get it by you touching me. I was in a crusade in Malawi. I can't remember when. when we were thinking 2010. I went with some people here. You know. There were about seven of us went to preach in Malawi for a whole month. We preached the whole Malawi, the whole month. And in one meeting, in one meeting, okay, the anointing was so heavy in that meeting, I stopped touching people. I just stood like this. People were just coming to touch me. And anyone who came anywhere near me, demons were just flying out. Sick people were just being healed. People were just getting miracles, breakthroughs. And they had to carry me out of that meeting. Literally, they carried me physically out of the meeting because everyone was... <laughs> Everyone was trying to get on top of me. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm telling you, it was crazy. So when the Bible says people are thronging to touch Jesus, I understand what the Bible is talking about. When you know that the moment I touch him, something will move out of him into my life. The moment I touch him, my life will change. You, you begin to do whatsoever you can do by the law of contact. So you can do the law of contact by a sacrifice. You see, when people give, when people are, are planting their seeds, when people come to the church of God and give, you are making a it's a contact by the law of contact. Am I talking to somebody right here? Yes. You can make contact by your gift when you give you have made contact you can make contact by your touching when you touch you have made contact you can make contact by just looking when you look you've made contact are you hearing me it is a law in the realm of the spirit when you make that contact you receive your miracle you can receive your salvation by just looking at jesus believing on him you've made contact someone say yes yes 
Say, oh Lord, oh Lord, today, today, by the law of contact, by the law of contact, I make contact, I make contact with your power, with your power, and oh Lord, and oh Lord, let your power begin to flow, let your power begin to flow into my life, into my life, into my situation, into my situation, right now, right now, let there be a turnaround, let there be a turnaround, right now, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.